Hi, this is Renee Christensen and Rebecca Messer. And we are here on the Training Them Wisely podcast, where every week we talk about different ways that we can disciple our children. This is based partly off of the book, Training Them Wisely, Discipling Kids, which you can find on Amazon or on my website. And if you haven't already, I hope that you will check it out. So this week, there's been a lot. We are unfortunately going to be discussing a pretty heavy topic. We are pretty heavy topic, but something that we really need to discuss because the kids are aware of it. There is war that's broken out in Israel. There's, we've had people that we know that um, were in Israel at the time and there are people that have family that live there and it's just, it's something that- There are wars and rumors of wars all over the global stage right now. Yeah, and so when it comes to having children, How do we deal with talking to them about war? So we just want to give you some practical tips on different ways that we can talk to kids about war at different ages and how we're doing this with our kids. So first of all, we want to talk to them about God because we want them to know that nothing takes God by surprise. He is completely aware of everything that ever is going to happen. And he is sovereign over all. And that's where no matter what the situation is, but especially when there's an international conflict of this magnitude, God is still reigning and he is sovereign over all of it. He is not caught by surprise. He is not unaware He is not, I mean, his heart is grieving, but he has a plan, brokenness, but he has a plan in all of it. Yeah. And we don't know everything about his plan. Um, God knows his plans and I'm glad that I'm not the one that's planning it, (laughs) that God is the one that is because he is almighty. He is all knowing. He's always good, always loving, always kind. And he has a reason for anything that he allows to happen. So I think that whenever we recognize who God is and we talk to our kids about who God is, it gives us peace and comfort that we would not otherwise have. It's kind of like the sign that's behind you on the bookshelf. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. heart. Yes. You don't have to exercise trust unless there's a reason to exercise trust. Mm -hmm. And whenever there's the just devastation and the, the horror that we're seeing unfold before us, we don't know everything no which means that we have to make a choice to choose to trust that god knows because he does he knows everything and so we don't have to know everything but we do have to decide and it is a decision because emotions and it can all get you real fast even as adults so you know kids that don't even have all of everything developed up here. Um, but even as adults, we have to, it's, it starts with us. And I think especially as the mothers and dads, we have to get our minds right. We have to choose to trust the one who does know everything. The one who does have the plan does reign over everything does have like, you have to start with the foundation of God. Yes, definitely. But speaking of emotions, because that is something that's going on right now, and that's going on with adults, it's going on with kids. The scenes that we're seeing are heartbreaking, 
And that's going to cause grief. It causes fear. It causes emotional reactions that we have. And that verse of God does not give us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind does come to my mind whenever I think of that. But as humans, God gave us emotions. And we have to process through them. And it doesn't matter. I was reminded in today's um, Sunday sermon on, um, we were talking about valleys and and peaks. And it was interesting because, and I forget where it was in there, if it was a song, if it was a sermon, but it was referenced um, that sometimes even the most spiritually strong among us, because we were talking about Elijah and after his great victory. Yes. And Elijah is one that we would say, I mean, he was taken to heaven in a whirlwind. He never saw or tasted of death. Um, He was one of the spiritual greats. He was. But yet Elijah hit a point of, what we would call today a panic attack, despair, depression, despair, yeah. depression, yeah. fear. And he fled for his life. Yes. And God did not. And this was actually really reassuring to me because I was struggling with processing everything this weekend. I'll, I, you know, I'll get in the yeah. front of the line to confess. I was struggling. I'm still not it. You know, it's war. It doesn't make sense. There is no logic. It's just, it's evil. It's pain. Um, we had a I was, conversation about it, <laughs> you know, we did. You did. <laughs> and because we are seeing a lot of things that look a little bit like revelation right now well, and not quite, but yes, we're so, getting close. We always want to pay attention. And that is one thing I do want to say, this is a war in Israel. Anytime that it's a war in Israel, we are, we have to pay attention. pay attention. We have to pay attention because there is so much prophecy that is still to be fulfilled. And it's, it is significant anytime that there's a war in Israel. And as believers, we are supposed to be paying attention to what's going on. And we're supposed to be. We have been in the end times since Jesus rose. Like since he went back to heaven, we have been in times and believers have been told to stay on guard because we have a responsibility to disciple, to evangelize, um, to show people the love of God. And, um, I just found a lot of comfort today in being reminded of the story of Elijah, because if you as a mom or a dad or a grandma or grandpa, if you have found yourself caught up or overcome or burdened with fear, anxiety, anger, anger, frustration, confusion, um, any of the emotions that you could be feeling, here's what God did for Elijah. He met him. He met him in the wilderness and he provided for him. And if you are feeling despair, if you are feeling grief, anger, sadness, any of the emotions, God reigns over those two. And he can meet you. He met me in that wilderness and reminded me that he is still in control and he's big enough to take all of the war and our emotions and remind us that he loves us. And as Christians, we are grafted in and he loves his people. Yes. And he loves, he loves us and he, he loves, and he is, he is, he's grieving for the brokenness, but he will set 
all things to right. They will. We can can rest in that promise. Yep. And he has a plan. He knows exactly what's happening and we can trust in him. So let's talk specifically about children. We're going to talk about young children first. Yep. So even young kids, they do hear things. My five-year-old heard my older children talking about it. He heard things as he was out. They were outside playing. And so we have had to have a discussion with him because even though he has not seen the news, even though Eric and I haven't been talking about it in front of him, still it's out there. People are talking about it. And so I think it's important that you ask kids what they know. And so we talked to him about it and he said, well, I really hope it doesn't come to North Carolina because that's where we are. And so we got, we have a map on our kitchen wall where I homeschool the kids. And so we showed him where Israel was where North Carolina is so that he was able to understand that it was a long ways away because young children don't understand a concept of place distance. distance. Mm -hmm. And so just for him to know personally, there's no war in North Carolina right now and he is safe here. Um, But that there are children that live in Israel. There's children that live in Gaza. There's children, you know, and that we need to be praying for, for them. And there are, I have friends that they're in larger cities and unfortunately, um, there are those who would seek the destruction of certain people groups, even in these large cities. Yes. And so for any of our listeners who you are in a, what could be considered a danger zone, you can reassure even your young children or your older children, God has them. And he always sees them and he, he will take care of them. He will protect them. He will provide for them. Um, I think of, you know, I heard a story of a mother that hid her twins in a closet and they were found by soldiers and they're being cared for now. Um, God loves our littles and he will take care of them. However, he sees fit to take mm-hmm. care of them. Yeah. And again, so it all circles back to even for the young kids. God, God, (laughs) that like, and I love it because my, my two-year-old now, whenever we're doing our thankful pumpkin still, and we're doing that now, I'm like, are you doing it? Oh, good. (laughs) So everybody, this, take this as your sign with everything going on, get a thankful pumpkin. It's time you need a thankful pumpkin. Um, and I apologize because, you know, I have a sinus infection, so I probably sound really weird in this episode, but, um. My daughter, every time she'll be like, Jesus, Jesus. And she has turned into that, you know, stereotypical, the answer for everything is Jesus. Yes. But I love it because there's that simplicity. What else should we be more thankful for than Jesus? Right. And, you know, when we talk about who loves you the most, you know, mommy and daddy love you, but Jesus loves you the most. And you can just reassure your littles because what they need to know really when they're in the younger years Anybody needs to know, but especially the little ones, that core truth that they're learning is that Jesus loves them. Yes. And that he loves people. And um, he died to make a way for us to all be together in heaven with him one day and restore that relationship. And so circle it, no matter what it is, including war, it circles back to God. It circles back to Jesus and the gospel. That's right. Now for older kids, they are going to know more. My older kids have seen the news. They do know what's going on. And we have used this as an opportunity to talk a lot about war, 
Um, we've looked at maps of Israel. They know about terrorist organizations. They know about Hamas. They know more things because they are at an age where they're older, where they are more mature, where they need to know what's going on in the world. And so it's a very different conversation with them than it is with my little ones, where it's much more specific, but also much more action specific. Um, We all have been praying for Israel. I read them some verses. We're going to go over some of the verses that you can use with your children as we talk, as I've talked to my children, verses that I've used. As they're older, though, they're able to understand what they're praying for to a of course, childlike faith is beautiful too, honestly, you know, as they've, as my little ones have been praying for Israel and the children that are there and the women and, um, but so there's just, a different context that comes in with the older kids because mm-hmm. they can understand historical context. Yes. Um, the war against Israel did not start, you know, last week. People have been fighting against God's chosen people since the old testament yes and the reality is um peace will reign when jesus comes back that's right so um we're told in the bible to pray for the peace of israel um and so that is a responsibility that we have but we can talk to our older kids um even as adults because there's a lot of adults with a lot of confusion and they don't understand a lot of things um understanding historical context with Israel can really help. Um, Understanding future prophecies can help so that you not things in a framework and not that at this point it's a future prophecy thing, but to know signs to look for, you know, things Mm -hmm. because it's Israel. And so as you study the scriptures more then you can see more. So let's talk about different verses and prayer for, with our kids, because I think you know, we've been doing the Ephesians Bible studies and um, these Ephesians Bible studies. And in here, I'll flip through them as I'm talking. They are all about, I'm telling y'all right now, the kids love Benny, Bella, and Fluffy. So get ready. They're the cutest little kids and do- and my kids go berserk every time they see Priscilla. Every time she sees Fluffy, loses her mind. <laughs> Well, in there, though, we talk about spiritual warfare and just how important prayer is. We need to love to pray and we need to be praying because people are like, what can I do? I can only pray. It's not an only pray. He is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or think. Prayer is a part of spiritual warfare. And whatever warfare is going on, it still is spiritual warfare, right? It is. It starts with prayer. And it does. And prayer is essential. So whenever I'm saying that we should be praying with our kids and praying as a family, I'm not just saying that. Mm -hmm. I'm saying we truly should be getting down on our knees and praying. And so let's look at some verses of different ways that we should be praying. So the first one is um, in Psalm 122, verse six, and it says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem they shall prosper that love thee. And so it might look like um, you literally saying, Lord, we are praying for the peace of Jerusalem. You have promised that those um, who love Jerusalem, that they will prosper. And Lord, we're asking that you would help them to know peace. And and you, you just pray that scripture 
And it can be very simple. It doesn't have to be a lot. Um, The Lord knows. He does. And he says to pray for them. So we should be praying for them. It's pretty straightforward. Pretty straightforward. (laughs) And then I love this one because this comes right back to God. And this is Psalm 121, four through seven. And it says, behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. And I talked to my kids about this, my little ones, that he does watch over Israel. They are his chosen people. And he never stops watching over them. Verse five, the Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. Now we have seen very evil things happen. And so that is a result of sin. There is pain. There is suffering. There are horrible atrocities that happen. But the Lord never abandons those who love him. He is always with them, no matter what they're going through. And he never sleeps. He never stumbles. He keeps watch over us. He sees us, he knows us, and he cares for us. And so since that is his characteristics, this is what we prayed for him, that the Lord would keep them, that the Lord would keep them from evil, give them life to protect them. And so that's something else that you can pray. And, you know, a lot of people, they say, but this stuff is happening to children. Mm -hmm. How could a good God allow this to happen to children? Um, God is still holding those sweet children. Yes. And they are in a much better place than the brokenness that we're all left with. (laughs) And, um, he has not forgotten them and he loves them. And God will take care of us no matter the circumstance that anyone is finding themselves in. And those things do need to be prayed for so hard. Cause I just cannot imagine some of the things that have happened happening to people in my family. And those are families and right. we should be praying for them. All of these civilians, these women and children and yeah, they need to be yeah. being prayed for. All right. Matt. None of this catches the Lord by surprise. Exactly. Because what is and Matthew 24, um, starting in verse six, and you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you do not be troubled for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in divers places. It's going to get worse. It is. And if yeah, our. Yeah, they still said the thing is that if <clears throat> they were in the New Testament, they knew that it was going to get worse. Right. Right. And what did they say? Come, Lord Jesus, come. They were ready for him. They wanted him because that whenever Jesus comes, he's going to restore all things. And All their focus was again on Jesus. Yeah. Because if our confidence, if our security, if our focus is on the external physical circumstances that we are seeing, we are going to be tossed every direction with our emotions and with political winds. The reality, the bottom line is it goes back to Jesus. Like, sorry to keep this real simple for y'all. And he's our rock. 
So literally, he's the one that's holding you firm in it all, right? So view yeah. him as a rock. It comes back to Jesus. You're exact. Yes. Yeah. He's that foundation. He's that anchor. And he is, you know, I think of some of the old hymns that talk about a cleft in the rock. There is that shelter. Even in the storm, there is that shelter in the rock. And he is holding yeah. his people. Fortress. And he is holding us. Yes. I Yes. Fortress, refuge, strength, rock. Love it. Comes right back to Jesus. All right. Every time. In Isaiah 55, eight through nine. And I think that these verses are really helpful for whenever you're not understanding what's going on. Because, you know, all of us, if we were to pick things, we would pick for life to be really easy, for there never to be troubles, for there be, I mean, you know, we could just. Kind of like the Garden of Eden. (laughs) Kind of like the Garden of Eden, kind of like what it will be eventually. But in reality, hard times is what draws us closer to him. He has a plan. He has a purpose. We cannot understand it. And in Isaiah 55, 8 and 9, it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And that's where I come back to. He is allowing something to happen. He is a reason. There is a reason. His thoughts are different. His ways are different. And I'm so glad that it's his and not mine. Um, why? I don't know why we have random balloons, but I guess even. That was really weird. Even our video recorder knew. Um, okay. Even our video recorder. Listening and not watching YouTube for some reason. As I'm reading that, birthday balloons just went up in the air. And then a thumbs up. And I guess even Skype agrees with us. That- yeah, that, that the heavens are higher than the earth and his ways are higher. He's better. Well, there you go. He's better than us. Trust okay. him. Okay. <laughs> you know what? That is really, okay, anyway. Surprises abound. Yes. All right. So in Deuteronomy um, 31, verse 8, we read, And the Lord, he it is that goes before you. He will be with you. He will not fail you, neither forsake you. Fear not, neither be dismayed. And again, it goes back to Jesus. He is going before all of this. He is not, he he's, and that's the beautiful thing because he is, he is all knowing. He is all powerful. He is everywhere at all times which means he is past, present, and future. And he is in each one of them, and he is not leaving anyone. And we don't have to fear because he is with us. That's right. I remember whenever um, I was growing up and went to my grandparents' house on my father's side, they had this beautiful wooden carved clock that was polished wood. And it was that Footprints poem. Do you remember that poem? Where yes. whenever, it got, whenever it got hard, why were you, why is there only one set of footprints? That's when I carried you. And that's what I think of whenever we're going through really hard times. I've been through not nothing like what people are going through in Israel, but I've been through hard times. I've been through hard times the past couple of weeks. And literally I've just pictured myself leaning back on God and letting him support me. And that's what we need to do whenever we're going through those hard times. All right. So Psalm 125 too. And I love this one as well. And it's kind of what you were talking about with the protection as the mountains surround Jerusalem, because there are, there's this natural mountains that surround Jerusalem. You got the Mount of Olives, Mount Carmel, you got mountains around it. 
So the Lord surrounds his people from this time forth and forevermore. So they are not alone. They're not without protection. And so it goes back to Jesus. It goes back to God. And it does, you know, to, to go back to Ephesians, um, I know we hadn't really talked about talking about this one, but to remind everyone and ourselves, Ephesians makes it very clear in chapter six, verse 12, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. All of this that's taking place in Israel right now, it is not Israel versus Palestine versus Hamas versus Iran versus all like it is not about any of these particular people or countries. It's against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness Yes, in high places. And so that's why it's important that we take on the armor of God mm-hmm. so that we can withstand all of this because everything that's taking place is at its roots spiritual. Yeah. And um, we can take comfort because... God, God has us and he has his people and he has our children and he can make things clear to them. It can. So to end this, we want to do two things. Go over some of the names of God and who he is, because knowing who God is gives us so much reassurance. And then I'm going to read a Psalm, Psalm 46. And once again, it's about God and how he is in charge. So Which we'll just page are you on. Uh, 240, 241. So we'll read some of these names and characteristics of God. I'm going to actually go to 241. So he is the Lord of hosts. He's over all the host. He's my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, my stronghold, my shield, my refuge. All he of this. is judge of all the earth. He's the Lord who heals. He's the faithful God. He is a very present help in trouble. He is the God of Israel. Hmm. He is a rock of refuge. He is my defense. And he is a father to the fatherless. He's a defender of the widows. Hmm. He is a strong tower. He is the prince of peace. He is there. <laughs> the Lord is there. Yes. He is the savior of the world. He is the king of the ages. He is a mediator. He is the Lord of Lords, our high priest. He's an advocate. God is love. He is the ruler of kings. And he is the faithful and true witness. And he is the bright and morning star. He is Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end. None of this in the beginning, in the end, in the middle. God rules all of it. Yes. All of these kings, all of these people that think they're in charge. He, does, he is the ruler of them. Yes. And in Zephaniah, he's a mighty warrior. Isn't that an appropriate one for right now? So if you have my book, I recommend reading over these names and characteristics of God with your kids that are in the appendix. In appendix A. It's something that that is so needed right now with everything going on in our world. So I want to end in Psalm 46. I love this Psalm. We actually were singing this Psalm in church the Sunday after Ukraine 
went to war. And it's God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy inhabitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage. The kingdoms totter. He utters his voice. The earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. So a lot of what we said right there is in that Psalm. God is with us. Teach your kids about God, have the conversations with them. Go ahead and ask them what they know because they're going to have heard stuff so that you can have these conversations with them and point them to God. So that's our challenge for you this week. Point your kids to God as you talk to them. Have a good week and be praying for Jerusalem and for Israel and for moms and women and children. God's people. Pray for God's God's people. people. Yes.